Hello everyone, Zach here from the Carnival of Randomness on behalf of our sponsor, Upsitnik & Associates. In these unprecedented times, we reflect on our future, both in the next few weeks and months, but also the upcoming years and decades, and it's time to prepare for that future. Upsitnik & Associates has been contacted by many healthcare workers, as well as old and new clients, to prepare wills, powers of attorney, and advanced directives, also called a living will. All of you need these documents, so don't say you don't have any assets to speak of, no children or other dependents. Regardless of the circumstances now, you will need a will for today and tomorrow. Al Upsitnik feels so strongly about having wills and other needed documents prepared that Upsitnik and Associates can prepare your will, power of attorney, and living will at no charge, you heard that correct, no charge until the end of 2020. No hidden fees or gimmicks. Al feels so strongly about planning for the future at this time that he is willing to assist you with your future. Trust Opsitnik & Associates, attorneys for 42 years, from the Supreme Court to Alaska and everywhere in between. You can find them online, OpsitniksLaw.com, on Facebook, Opsitnik & Associates, or call them toll-free 1-866-391-3299 to prepare for your future. Hello everybody, Zach here with another episode of the Carnival of Randomness. We're going to switch it up a little bit this week and I'm going to talk about something that I've thought about for a long time. A little background on me, I'm a big fan of movies. Love movies, I love weird movies. More specifically, I love weird horror movies. And I'm talking foreign horror movies, zombie movies, even as far as completely out of this realm alien monster movies. But I also enjoy some good schlocky horror movies. And for those that don't understand what schlock means, this goes back to something I've mentioned before in the show. It's one of those movies where there's a difference between good and entertaining. And a lot of these movies are entertaining. Not very good in quality, probably won't be winning any Oscars, but it's something where you could sit down, watch it for 90 minutes and not go, Wow, that's an hour and a half of my life I'm not getting back. Anyway, on that vein, something I've liked, I also love to do, I love to make lists of things. You know, they always say, what man doesn't enjoy making a good list? But horror movies, they're all over, and they're of every single ilk. And the one thing I wanted to do today is what I'm going to call, as you can tell from the title of the show, is a horror movie for all seasons. And what that means is every horror movie obviously has a theme, right? Well, I went through because I wanted to see if it was possible to find a horror movie for every major U.S. holiday. So basically, you look at the months and you got one big holiday a month. You know, the one that everybody knows. It's not a knock to any other holiday or whatever. But just to see if it would be possible to find one for every month related to that month and that holiday. So, I wanted to get into that. What the hell, right? Start off easy, January. When we think of January, most people tend to think of New Year's Eve. Or, not New Year's Eve, that's December, but New Year's Day. New Year, beginning of the new calendar, whatnot. For that one, one I've always admired, well, not really admired, but one I've always known about, is the good old 1980 classic slasher film, New Year's Evil. If you haven't heard of New Year's Evil, you, it's, it's an interesting movie. It's got a cool premise. 
but the fact is it was an 80s slasher movie. Premise is such, you got a bunch of people who are on a radio show, I think it's because it was the 80s, I think it was pretty much a punk show, and the hosts are getting calls from this strange person who is saying he is going to murder somebody in every time zone in the United States when that time zone moves to the new year. So obviously, at 12 o'clock, he's going to do... Uh, he's going to murder somebody in the eastern time zone. Then he would move to central for the next hour, then mountain for the next hour, and Pacific, etc., etc. Cool premise. But then it got me thinking logistically. That's... People don't really think... or I, I, Excuse me. People don't really comprehend just how big a time zone can be. And for you to be able to murder somebody in somewhere in a time zone, even if you're right at the line, that's a lot of time to do that. So you have to do the murder and then already have plotted out the next, the next murder in the next time zone, which gives you under an hour to get to that time zone and then commit your murder. Well, the problem is, what happens... If you do that, it's like, oh, I'm right here at the border between Eastern and Central. Now I'm just going to, you know, cross the border 20 miles. But then you have a big gap between Central and Mountain. So how is it feasible and logistical, unless it's more than one person, and I'm not going to spoil these movies even though it's 40 years old and you should have seen it by now, but you have to be organized. You have to have people in every time zone, otherwise... Logistically speaking, it just can't happen. So, January, the year is off to a good start. And by the way, before I continue on to February, why not take a look at one of these movies on that day? It's what I do, especially with this next month. Alright, moving into February. Obviously, February is Valentine's Day. For that, and this has actually been a Valentine's tradition of mine for a couple years now, I sit down with a couple glasses of whiskey or scotch and watch this movie. It's my bloody Valentine. So, but, there's two of them. The original one, 1981, I think it was actually a Canadian slasher movie, because most of these will be slashers. And then they remade it in, I think, 2009, more of a modern-ish updated one. I prefer the original, though I do, I have watched them both. Plot of this one, a bunch of teens, probably teens, maybe 20-somethings, but isn't that always how these things start? It's the bunch of rowdy teens or young adults that go and do something and piss somebody off. Anyway, they decide they're going to throw a Valentine's Day party, and it's been a while, but I think... They pretty much do it in a mine. And, well, that was the cat walking by, if you heard that little burp. Anyway, My Bloody Valentine, you got a bunch of teens, Valentine's Party, on Valentine's Day in a cave, and they incur the wrath of somebody in minor gear. You know, so the, the face mask, the pickaxe, the whole spiel. And basically pisses them off to no end and goes on a killing spree. Uh, the problem, well, the problem, the 
updated one from 2009, it's kind of... They base it off of a mining accident that I'm pretty sure happened to occur on Valentine's Day at some time previous. Explosion in the mine. One person has has survived, but he survived because he killed everybody else with him so he could breathe. Anyway, he goes on a killing spree because they want to sell the mine so the kids break into the mine to have a rave or whatever the hell you kids do these days and he comes out and killing spree ensues again entertaining not great definitely better than some of the valentine's day alternatives that are out there all right let's move on to march saint Patty's day this is a no-brainer There's a series of Leprechaun movies starring the great Warwick Davis up until the most recent one, uh, Leprechaun Origins, which really isn't truly related to the Leprechaun franchise, but kind of is, but kind of isn't, with uh, the uh, ex-little person wrestler Hornswoggle playing the creature. Difference is, it's more of a creature... you know, the demon version of the Leprechaun rather than the Warwick Davis happy-go-lucky, you can understand me when I talk and I'm going to kill you with a lawnmower because you stole my gold. Anyway, I think, and somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the original Leprechaun was the film debut of Jennifer Aniston. When I just looked it up, it was her silver screen debut because she had done TV movies and TV shows and I think even plays before that. But in any event, classic trope. Man returns from Ireland after stealing the leprechaun's pot of gold or some pieces of his gold. So naturally the leprechaun, Warwick Davis, awakens, comes to America, and wreaks havoc. Uh, The original was 1993, if I'm not mistaken, Yes, 1993, and it has spawned many, many sequels that are, uh, some of them are, some of them are a thing. Um, apparently there was a Leprechaun movie made in 2018 that I never saw, Leprechaun Returns. Don't know anything about that, not gonna talk about it. But you got one, two, three, four, that was when the Leprechaun went in space. Leprechaun 5, In the Hood. Ah, good God, I don't even know. Leprechaun, back to the hood. So you've got eight Leprechaun movies. If you want to watch a Leprechaun movie on St. Patrick's Day, I vote, go the original, 1993. It's a quote-unquote classic, definitely more suited for what I like to do than some of the sequels, but we all know that's how sequels work, and that's going to be the subject for a future show. Moving on to April! Alright, so now we're in April, and predominantly April is the month uh, for Easter. Uh, So springtime, Easter, yada yada. Really, for the longest time, the only one that I could think of that was remotely Easter-related, and I'm, I'm sorry for it, really not that great a movie. It's a 2006 movie called Easter Bunny Kill Kill. So basically, Guy wears a rabbit mask, and his thing is he goes around and kills anybody that's abused handicapped children. 
that it's Easter-y mainly because the guy's wearing a bunny mask, and that's kind of the theme of, you know, most of these Easter movies. Although, I'm looking it up because I'm curious. I need to find a new Easter movie. I came across a couple that seem good? You have a movie, Cottontail. And Cottontail, mind you, is one word spelled with a K from 2007. A farmer begins to transform into a murderous bunny after getting bit by a genetically mutated rabbit. So rabbit zombies is what it looks like. Then you got The Night Before Easter came out in 2014. You're going to see some uh, some similar themes in some of these. Group of friends, naturally, you got the teens, stocked the night before Easter in a storage warehouse by an axe-wielding maniac. Guess what? In a bunny costume. Okay, there you go. And then Easter Sunday. Uh, looks like 2014, but... Yeah, again. Bunny Man... Wielding an axe, kills people in the egg-secution fashion. I'm not making that up. That's actually what's written there. He egg-secutes them. Oh, I, and you know what? That's fine. But, but really, what else could you do with an Easter movie? It's got to be something Easter Bunny-related or... You know, somebody's going out there and killing people with chocolate eggs and or hiding them, you know, in plastic, hiding pieces of them in plastic eggs so people have to find them. Not a lot you can do with it, but if you're watching an Easter movie, get prepared for some guy in a bunny outfit is the gist of it. Alright, we're moving on to May. May has got, you know, two big ones, so I'm going to give you both of the Holidays, really, so you can pick it. Take your pick. Watch them both. Watch either or. Obviously, most of the time in May, you've got Mother's Day. And that brings me back to a very... uh, Very kind of gruesome gory, sometimes hard to watch, 1980. Again, there you go. Slasher movie called Mother's Day, where... And, uh, I think it starts off, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Hey, I don't the cats are about to fight, so... Nope, they're not. One ran away. Anyway, you got two guys who are out in the woods. They need to go somewhere. Old lady in a car comes by, picks them up, drives them out to the middle of the woods. Car stalls. They're murdered by two... Eh, let's call them... What, especially back in that time, the old inbred hill folk. They come, brutally murder them, and it turns out the old woman is their mother, and that's what they do. They go around, she brings people to the kids, and lets them have at it. Uh, They remade it, actually, 30 years later in 2010. Kind of the same thing. Mother in control, you know, of the unruly kids, but really she's the one doing all the the string pulling and whatnot. So, it's the same thing, except this one starts with uh, bank robbery, mother comes, everything gets turned around, chaos ensues, yada, yada, yada. And then, at the end of May, obviously, we have Memorial Day. Not much for Memorial Day, except the one I found is the actual name of the movie, is Memorial Day, 1999, again, a slasher movie, 
go back to the old tropes. Bunch of kids. Night before Memorial Day, somebody comes and stabs a teenage couple to death in their room night before Memorial Day wearing black and a paper mache mask. So, then camping happens, killer comes, you know the drill. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it because it's something we've all seen in many, many movies, time and time again. Not really much interesting or new, just the fact that it happened on Memorial Day, which, therefore, technically, even though it's not that holiday-related, fulfills the requirement for this. Alright, moving on into June. Again, it's a two... It's a two-horror movie month, uh, just like May was. And actually, now that I think about it, just like April should be, because I forgot... Silly me, I should have my horror movie card taken away. The classic April Fool's Day, another great slasher movie for April Fool's Day. I'll get into that one in a little bit because I don't want to lose my train of thought with June. Anyways, June, most of the time you got Father's Day. And just like Mother's Day, there is a horror movie, well, quote-unquote horror movie. It's uh, one of those horror comedy movies that have come from trauma, movies that we all know and love, and if you don't, you should. Called Father's Day 2011. Essentially, 30 years before... The Father's Day Killer came and brutally murdered ten fathers, but was released from jail on a technicality. So then, because he was out, more fathers are killed in very brutal fashions, and now it's up to one of the main characters to avenge his father who was murdered in that first group from 30 years ago against the Father's Day Killer. Haven't seen it, Kind of want to now. It is a trauma movie, so you know it's at least going to be entertaining. And then while there's one that's not with a specific day, you've got another, quote-unquote, air quote, everybody, classic 1980s slasher movie. You're looking 1981 this time called Graduation Day, which usually occurs in June. So this one, uh, the prime high school girl, track athlete is pushed too hard to run during practice um, or no it wasn't practice it was an actual track meet anyway she crosses the finish line collapses and dies so then in comes her older sister who's a navy officer then you got her boyfriend and then all the people that were mean to this girl all of a sudden start to mysteriously and gorily die I just made up a new word and I'm okay with that it's you know one of the classics the revenge deaths, or the revenge murders, I should say. You took something of mine, so I'll take something of yours. But, not gonna spoil it, even though it's 39 years old. Who done it? That's up for you to find out. And let's go back real quick before I forget to April Fool's Day. It was, um, whoo-hoo. It was something. It was it was definitely something, but it was one of those, for all of our uh, the younger listeners out there, when we would go to the video stores, you know, the Blockbusters or the Hollywood Video or anything of that ilk, one of the cool things was to go to, like, the horror movie section and just observe the box artwork. And that's what really captivated you. I know 
uh, I was always captivated, and I know Rai, a, f- a regular guest here, was also captivated by, oh, what the hell was the name of the John Carpenter movie? Shocker? Uh, was always captivated by the Wes Craven movie Shocker and it was a very simple cover but it really made you want to get the movie even though we were kids and we couldn't it's a guy in an electric chair getting zapped anyway April Fool's Day was one of those for me Uh, this 1986 movie again mystery slasher about the girl who'd had enough from her classmates picking on her invites them to an April Fool's party murder ensues shenanigans ensue yada yada but in any event, the one thing that always stood out to me about this one was the cover. You got the the nice scene, the, the, the happy friend sitting at a table, and with her back to the box is the mysterious host girl holding up a glass of something, probably champagne of some sort. However, behind her back she is holding a butcher knife and her long hair has been braided, not into a braid or ponytails, or a ponytail or pigtails, but into a noose. And it's one of those movies, it, uh, the ending of it pissed a lot of people off. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've seen it, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. They've remade, you know, the April Fool's Day movie several times, time and time again. But the original for me, for the most part with these movies, is usually the best. And April Fool's Day was no exception, and really, neither was... Uh, Mother's Day or Leprechaun or anything we've done up to this point. So now we are up to June and July is next and oh boy do I have a good one for you. Alright, moving on into July obviously here in the US at least the big July holiday 4th of July. So I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Zach are you going to talk to us about the movie Independence Day? No, no, I'm not. Although, the original was pretty decent. I like watching it. I'll watch it when it's on TV. But, not really a horror movie per se. So it doesn't really fit my criteria. So instead, I offer you the 1996 horror comedy. Because most of, a lot of these just decided to go with the comedy aspect of it. Uncle Sam. It's got a great movie poster. And it comes from, God, what was the plot of it? A soldier who was killed by friendly fire and burned somehow springs back to life and kills some of the soldiers that have come in to investigate the area. I believe it was in Iraq or Kuwait. Uh, 1996, that would have made sense, probably Kuwait. But then... His body is eventually returned to the U.S., prepping for Independence Day, and naturally, he comes back from the grave, chaos ensues, Uncle Sam is back, and yes, the main character's name is Master Sergeant Sam Harper. So, Uncle Sam wants you to watch that movie next 4th of July. You can probably find it somewhere, probably online somewhere, or pick it up somewhere but it's uh it's one of those that 
you look at it and you go, somebody made the time, took the time to make this movie, and then some idiot with a podcast told, took the time to tell me about it. Now, August is an interesting one for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, there really aren't any major holidays here in the U.S. for August per se. Uh, as such, not really anything to talk about. Really, what does happen in August? You're looking at the end of summer. Kids are starting to go back to school. But the most most of the school horror movies out there are related to when they're already in school or when they're about to leave school. Not much about going back to school that I could find, at least. If, if there is anything out there, please, somebody in the comments let me know because it's a movie I will watch. So, not much you can do. I even googled horror movies related to August, and the only thing I could find was something called August Underground. I'd never heard of it, and I think the only reason it came up was because it was called August Underground. It's a 2001 movie. Uh, you, let's see. Read the description real quick. Uh, follows the exploits of a serial killer named Peter as filmed by his unnamed and unseen accomplice. It was then followed by two sequels, both of which I've never heard of. August Underground's Mortem and August Underground's Penance. Uh, no idea, but it's something new, so I'll probably check them out. Anyways, if you have anybody out there if you have an August-related horror movie, please let me know, because that's really one of the ones I'm looking for to complete my strange, weird horror movie for all seasons collection. But if you want to watch something related to school, I'm going to throw out one of my favorites, uh, a great trauma movie, the old Class of Newcomb High. Um... A.K.A. Atomic High School, but I think Class of Newcomb High is better. It's a good trauma movie. It is what it is. I enjoy it. It's fun to watch. It's not very long. The time goes fast. And it's school-ish related, which is about as much of a tie to it as I can. So that's really all I can do for August. So I apologize for that swing and a miss. But sometimes you can't get everything, so you got to kind of bend it to your will. And I would like... Please, somebody out there in the horror movie world to tell me of an August-themed horror movie. Is there an end-of-summer horror movie? Is there a... I'm gonna, not going to say road trip horror movie because that's three-quarters of them. But something specifically about August that you would look at and go, Okay, this is an August-y thing because you look at a movie like Uncle Sam. Well, you know that's Independence Day. New Year's Evil, it's in the title. My Bloody Valentine, you know it's Valentine's Day. So, somebody throw it out there for me, and I'll give it a watch for you. Well, I guess September is really pretty much the same thing. The only major holiday in September I can think of is Labor Day. Um, as far as I know, there are no horror movies related to Labor Day. And again, September you've got kids going back to school... The summer's over, you're starting to move into fall. But really, there's nothing specifically tied to September for a horror movie. So I'm going to send out yet another plea. If anybody knows a good September-y related horror movie, please let me know. Uh, you can watch, but for September you can watch really um, 
anything school related, road trip related, because, you know, or even like a weekend getaway horror movie, you know, to kind of that three day Labor Day weekend where people go out and get one last ditch effort to camp. So you can kind of fill it with something like that, people going out to do one last hurrah road trip weekend camping trip where chaos and hilarity ensues but nothing that I have personally that's specifically tied to it so anybody out there got a September horror movie put it in the comments below let me know I'm curious now we move into everybody's favorite spooky month October you know October is literally loaded down with scary movies most of which obviously related to Halloween. So, let's address the elephant in the room, and it's something I'm not really going to talk about because everybody knows it. The, the myriad of Halloween movies, um, you know, literally, Halloween, the, one of the big horror movie franchises, going back to 1978, coming up, I think they just remade one a couple years ago. So you have all those Halloween movies about Michael Myers and whatnot, but those are a little too common. So I found a couple that I remember, one of which I actually forgot was related to Halloween. Night of the Demons, 1988. Now we're getting more into the supernatural than the slasher serial killer. So you got 1988. High school kids. Who the hell knew? High school kids go to an abandoned funeral parlor. Well, maybe it's not abandoned. Maybe it's just not in use right now. Anyway, Halloween party, high school kids, funeral parlor. You know, you're going to have a seance, right? That's what kids did in the 80s, apparently, on movies and film. But yes, so, demon is in, uh, uh, somehow a demon had been locked in the crematorium. The seance unleashes the demon. Hell ensues. But I will say... It's entertaining, and it's got one of my all-time favorite hardcore 1980s scream queens in it, Linnea Quigley. Hopefully I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, you should know who Linnea Quigley is. Uh, just from her appearance in, oh, what was it? Uh, Return of the Living Dead. That's all I'm going to say. If you don't know about the graveyard scene, you're missing out. So... Night of the Demons, good Halloween movie that's not an actual Halloween movie. And another one, this movie I discovered, I, I can't even remember how I found it. I think actually I was walking through, God, I think it was Best Buy years ago and it was in one of those packs. And once again, going back to when we were kids and we would see the box art and it just intrigued us to no end. This one intrigued me to no end, plus it was part of a pack with a couple other ones. It's a 2004 slasher movie called Satan's Little Helper. And I don't really know if I can properly sum it up, but it's a little weird kid obsessed with a video game where he plays as Satan's Little Helper. So naturally, Satan himself comes and begins to wreak havoc. Funny side story, I actually got punched for recommending this horror movie to one of my friends. I told him about it, he went home and watched it, saw him a couple days later, I said, hey, what did you think of it? And he punched me. So, if that is any indication on what you should be in for, take it and run with it, because it's one of those movies that 
If you haven't seen, you probably should, just to say you have, if you're a fan of that culty, underground, slightly less than mainstream black comedy horror thing. Satan's Little Helper, 2004. Find it, watch it, and then don't come find me and punch me. I'm, I'm okay with if that if you do not do that. As we approach the end of the calendar year, we hit November. And for the U.S., November means Thanksgiving. And there are a couple Thanksgiving horror movies. The one I remember from years ago, it's a 1981, guess what, everybody? An 80s slasher movie. It's called Home Sweet Home. And it's set on Thanksgiving. Family is there having Thanksgiving, and they're being harassed and terrorized by a serial killer who is addicted naturally because it's the... Hi, boo. Cat's here. Uh, anyway, it's about a family having Thanksgiving at their house, and they're being terrorized by a serial killer who, because it's the 1980s, is hooked on PCP. I'm not making this up. This actually happened. Followed by another good one, Blood Rage. I don't remember seeing this one. It's a 1987. It's a slasher movie. I think because it was set on Thanksgiving and all the chaos that ensued, it was Thanksgiving. You know, it is what it is. So I guess that kind of falls into it. That's, um, let's see, we have Blood Rage. Set on Thanksgiving, the film follows a woman and her adult son who are stalked at their remote apartment community by the son's unhinged twin brother who has escaped from a psychiatric institution after allegedly killing a man in cold blood years earlier. I've never seen it. I want to see it. And apparently it's got a cameo by Ted Raimi, brother of Sam Raimi. So, I don't know much about it other than that, so I'm sorry I couldn't help you more. However... I am going to go to a pair of horror movies, Thanksgiving-related, that I'm a huge fan of. Thanksgiving, About a demon turkey. Oh, yeah. It starts off real well and just keeps on going, and it is quite hysterical. You gotta watch Thanksgiving. And then they made a sequel, Thanksgiving 3. Now, I know what you're saying... Zach, you're an idiot and you miscounted. No, that was their shtick. They made Thanksgiving, and then they made Thanksgiving 3, which was all about them trying to find a copy of Thanksgiving 2 that apparently, if I remember correctly, aliens had stolen, so Demon Turkey is going after aliens. So, gobble gobble, motherfucker. If you've seen Thanksgiving, you'll know where that came from. Check it out. They're entertaining. They are fun. And now December, to wrap up the year. My God, there are a lot of horror movies related to Christmas, aren't there? I mean, you're talking several franchises. You've got Black Christmas, which I think was 1974, and then it was remade not that long ago. You have the Silent Night, Deadly Night series. I think there was, what, three or four of them? All Christmas-related. One, however that I'm a big fan of, not a whole lot of people have seen, and you probably should see, is a 2005 gem 
called Santa's Slay, S-L-A-Y. And it stars, for all you wrestling fans out there, Bill Goldberg as Santa, who actually is Satan, just misspelled. And it all comes from this kid whose grandfather is somehow, I think, an angel, and he defeated Satan in a game of curling. I'm not making this up. I don't have the time, energy, or mental capacity to make this shit up. But he beat the devil in curling, so the devil had to become Santa Claus. And Santa Claus, in this instance, happened to take the form of one Bill Goldberg. Anyway, it is ridiculously funny. Just so many crazy deaths. Um... God, I really don't even know where to describe it. And it ends naturally with the great curling match between the grandson and Satan Santa. Oh my goodness. And his hell deer, which I think is just a giant buffalo, if I remember correctly. I'll watch it this Christmas. I own it. Don't be too shocked. But Santa's sleigh. And for all you hockey fans out there, it ends with a great line. Uh... Goldberg Santa is in the airport and he's flying somewhere and the woman says oh yes your ticket's ready Mr. Satan and he says actually it's pronounced Shatan and she says oh like the hockey player for those that don't understand that reference Miroslav Shatan spelled S-A-T-A-N but with um, a tick mark over the S I believe played hockey for a long time played for, I think probably best known for his time with the Buffalo Sabres. But in any way, that made me laugh. Check it out. And just, there's so many Christmas movies. And don't forget, you don't always necessarily have to watch horror movies on Christmas because you've got Die Hard. Because guess what? Die Hard's a Christmas movie. you got Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. So, look around. Find some good horror movies. Oh, another great Christmassy related horror movie. Jack Frost. Not the Jack Frost with Michael Keaton where he comes back as an angelic, happy-go-lucky, I'm-gonna-help-my-son snowman. No, this is a demented, deranged snowman who wants to kill everybody. And I'm gonna spoiler alert the hell out of you on this one because I can because it's too funny. They quote-unquote kill him because there was a sequel. They kill him by shoving him into a pickup truck bed that has been lined with a tarp and filled with antifreeze. If you do not think that is cinematic genius, then we should have words. Anyways, that wraps it up for just the overview of horror movies for all seasons. Obviously, a horror movie can fit in wherever it wants, but it is kind of nice to see, to see them with themes related to what's going on. So... Go through your calendar, pick out a horror movie that relates to a holiday, watch it. Watch Happy Birthday. I think it's Happy Birthday or Happy Birthday to Me, another slasher movie on your birthday. I, I don't know when your birthday is, but everybody's got one at some point in the year. So give them a watch. Let me know if there's anything I miss because I'm really, really, really curious about an August and September horror movie or if there's a going back to school horror movie where a kid who was bullied the previous year now comes back and is 
you know, either a serial killer or a monster or something like that, let me know, because I'm curious. I want to add it to my collection. By the way, the majority of these movies I have mentioned, not only have I seen, but I do own. So I enjoy watching them. And what would be the next one coming up? It's mid-July as I record this. So really, unless somebody can give me an August or September horror movie, I'm going to be... I'm going to be waiting until October, but naturally I'm still going to watch scary movies. And so, down in the comments, let me know. What do you like? What are some of your go-to horror movies for a holiday? What are some of your hidden gems that you discovered that I might not know about? Please tell me because I do enjoy them. So, stay positive, stay healthy, stay safe. And stay watching horror movies. I am Zach. This was the Carnival of Randomness. We will catch you next week. Goodbye, everybody.